tonight for the privilege to be here to hear his word. I also want to thank God's servant for this privilege giving me to share his word with you tonight. I pray that the grace upon his life shall minister through me to you in the name of Jesus Christ. This month, the Wednesday teachings, we are looking at the fundamentals of soul winning. The fundamentals of soul winning. There are so many definitions that God has exposed us to, as to soul winning. And one of them is the sharing of the gospel to the lost with the intention of bringing them to Christ. Before we look at the fundamentals of soul winning, we want to look at why it is important for us to go. Why it is important for us to be soul winners. The first reason for us becoming evangelists or soul winners is that soul winning is a command. That is, it is a command that is given by God. In Matthew chapter 28, Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 to 20, the Bible reads, Jesus, when he was about to go, the Bible said that, and Jesus came and spoke unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy, Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Hallelujah. So, so winning is a commandment from God. And we know that when you obey God's commandments, you become a commander in life. So the main, one main reason why we have to be so winners is that that is the heartbeat of God. That is a commandment of Jesus Christ. In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 16, Paul talking about his life. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 16, he says that, For though I preach the gospel, I have nothing to glory of. For necessity is laid upon me. Yea, woe is, is unto me if I preach not the gospel. Hallelujah. So Paul saw it as a necessity for him to always be a preacher of the gospel. So one main reason why we have to be so winners is that it is a command. Then also another reason why we need to be so winners is that God demands us to be fruitful. God demands fruitfulness. God demands fruitfulness. God wants us to bear fruit. Not only in our lives, but also in the area of soul winning. In John chapter 15, John chapter 15, verses 2, it says that every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purged, and that it may bring forth more fruit. Then the same chapter, verse 16, he says that, Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you, and ordained you, that ye should go and bring forth fruit, that your fruit should remain, that whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, 
he shall give it unto you so we see here that fruitfulness is a re- something that god requires of us you can't be a believer and flourish in the kingdom if you are not being fruitful he said that those that do not bear fruit he cut them down that is the reason why in an account of uh, jesus when he saw a fig tree that was not bearing fruit the bible said jesus cursed that tree fruitfulness is something that god demands from us especially in the area of soul winning so in luke chapter 13 jesus gave a parable so many people have been cut off because they are not being fruitful in verse 6 he says that he spoke also this parable a certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard and he came and sought fruit thereon and found none then said he unto the dresser of his vineyard behold these three years i i come seeking fruit on this fig tree and find none cut it down why cumbered it the ground and he answering said unto him lord let it alone this year also till i shall dig about it and dunk it and if it bear f- fruit well and if not then after that thou shalt cut it down hallelujah so this scripture is giving us um, an indication that god expects us to bear fruit fruits in our lives fruits in the area of soul winning so if we are not bearing fruit what happens is that he cuts us down he said that these three years that i've been seeking fruit so god demands fruitfulness from us god demands that we bear fruit in the kingdom so if we are not bearing fruit he cuts us down that is the reason why we need to go and become soul winners hallelujah another reason why we need to also become so winners is that there are so many people that are dying that will not have the opportunity to go to heaven for their lives to be saved so many harvests the harvest is wasting away there is a published uh, something published that in every day 600,000 people die and out of these 600,000 people that die, there are so many of them that do not know Christ and are going to hell. We can't look on and see people die. We see the harvest waste. We see people die and go into hell. That is the reason why we should become passionate soul winners. Because every shows in this our end time the devil is hastening his activities the world is even among the church becoming cold that is the reason why we need to go out there and move fastly as we work to win so many people to Christ when you look around even Africa here all the countries that attacked Christian countries now are gradually turning into islamic nations that is the reason why we need to go because if we don't go even ghana here we say majority of the people are christians but you and i will agree with me that 
There are so many people, even in church, who do not know God. The harvest is wasting away. When we delay, it is costly. So many people are going to hell. So many lives are destroying. That is why we have to go now and it must be swift. Hallelujah. Recently, the president of Iran came to Ghana. And the agreement is that everywhere they will build a school, they will build a mosque there. So you see that the activities of the devil is being hastened. They said that in 2005 in Egypt, they have a church called the Church of Satan. They were able to raise about 300,000 intercessors who were fasting and praying for the destruction, turning all African countries that are Christian countries into Islamic countries. So, if we wait and we don't go, so many people are going to hell. So many people are perishing. That is one reason why we need to go as sowiness. The harvest is wasting. In Ezekiel 22 verse 30, he said that I sought for a man to stand in the gap so that I might not but I found none. So when God finds you as an intercessor to stand in the gap to win the loss to himself, they are saved from the destruction of hell. Hallelujah. So one reason, another reason why we need to go is that we can't keep the harvest wasting and perishing. And lastly, another reason why we need to go is that in winning the lost, there are wages that we reap. In John chapter 4, verses 35-36, John chapter 4, it says that, Say not ye, there are yet four months, and then, and then cometh harvest. Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes, and look on the fields, for they are white already to harvest. And he that reaped received wages, and gathered fruit unto life eternal, that both he that soweth and he that reaped may rejoice together. Hallelujah. So, those that reap of that plenteous harvest have a reward. If you want to carry tangible rewards and rewards of eternal life that cannot perish, then we must go out there and win the loss at all costs. In heaven, what will give you rewards, crowns, is the souls that you have won into the kingdom. So in heaven, so many people are going to be decorated. As pastor said, some also will live in Zongo. Because you are decorated based on the number of people you brought to Christ. So, you don't only receive wages here on earth. You also receive crowns eternally. Incorruptible crowns. I read of a story about, I don't remember whether it's John Wesley or one pastor. That he said he had a vision and went to heaven. And saw that uh, this, there is this old woman. 
who normally comes late to church and will always sit at the back and then in the vision he saw that in heaven this old woman has been decorated with a lot of crowns and he the pastor was having some few crowns and he was asking Jesus why he said the greatness behind your ministry is this old woman so there are so many people that we are seeing in church at the forefront that church members are going to be decorated more than because it is not according to your title or position it is according to the work that you have done in the kingdom hallelujah so the reason why we need to become so winners is that on eighth year you receive wages and on the sundays God's servant has been teaching us some of the wages that we receive on this earth. Not only wages on earth here, but we also receive wages eternally. Hallelujah. Uh, Daniel said that those that turn many into righteousness shall shine. They shall be stars forever. Hallelujah. That is what God can make of a soul winner. That is one reason why you need to go. There are temporary stars and there are stars forever. In every field, the stars there, they live temporarily. But in the kingdom, if you are a soul winner, whatever area you are, you become a star forever. Hallelujah. So there are crowns to be won. The other time as I was discussing something with um, Shepherd Billy, I was saying that we have a lot of work to do. Because if we see, you see, the Bible says that our works will pass through fire. If we are going to stand before the judgment throne with people like Paul, with people like John Wesley, with people like Peter, then we have a lot of work to do. He said that our works will pass through fire. And those whose works are like stubble will burn. Hallelujah. Think 1 Corinthians 3.15 1 Corinthians 3, chapter 12 to 15. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. It says that now if any man build upon this foundation gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble, so the works are there. Every man's work shall be made manifest for the day shall declare it because it shall be revealed by fire. And the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. Verses 14. If any man's work abide, which he had built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. Verse 15. If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved, yet so as by fire. Hallelujah. So there are people whose works are like gold whose works are like silver, like precious stone. Others are like wood, stubble. And that will pass through fire. And based on that, our rewards and our crowns will be delivered unto us. I pray that we will see the need to be passionate about souls so that we shall also receive crowns on the day of judgment in the name of Jesus Christ. Knowing all these reasons, it is therefore important for us to know how 
we can really be effective in evangelism. So we are talking about the fundamentals of soul winning. And amongst one of the fundamentals is our preparation. For you to be effective in evangelism, it requires great preparation. Because great performance is as a result of great preparation. Every great impact in whatever area, also in the area of soul winning, has its foundation in great preparation. Your preparation is what limits your impact. Your preparation is what determines the greatness of your impact. So if you know how to prepare well, then in the area of soul winning, you can make great impact over there. Because your preparation is not just your limit, it is also God's limit in your life. In Proverbs chapter 16 verse 1, God looks at the level of your preparation to determine what he wants to do in your life. Proverbs 16 verses 1. Proverbs 16, he said that the preparation of the heart in man and the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. Hallelujah. So man prepares and the answer is from God. So the level of your preparation determines what God does next in your life. So if we want to make great impact in the area of soul winning, we must know how to prepare. There must be preparation in order to make impact in that area. Everywhere God will visit the Israelites, He will tell them prepare. So God's visitation is as a result of man's uh, preparation. And in the preparation, in this teachings, we are looking at the spiritual aspect of our preparation and soul winning. So we are looking at our spiritual preparation in the area of soul winning. If we want to really make impact, we have defined soul winning that it is not just about preaching to people, the lost. There must also be the objective of maintaining them. He said, I have chosen you. That your fruit will remain. So it is not just about just preaching the gospel to the lost. But the ultimate aim must be that they must be maintained in God. So the preparation of man in this area is what determines the impact. And how the soul is able to establish. And among some of the spiritual preparation we need to go through. Number one is the preparation of prayer. In the area of prayer. Soul winning is synonymous to praying. Everywhere people will be convicted. There must be prayers that must have gone into that area. We need this prayer preparation. Because one. The gospel has so many adversaries. There are so many. The lost. That we are preaching to. 
and believing God to bring them into the kingdom. They are under the captivity of the devil. So the devil will not just release them unto you. On the altar of prayers, we receive empowerment to be able to overpower the devil so that those people that are under the captivity of the devil can be loosed. In 1 Corinthians chapter 16 verses 9, there are so many adversaries towards the gospel that needs to be dealt with on the altar of prayer. 1 Corinthians 16 verses 9 For a great door and effectual is open unto me and there are many adversaries. Hallelujah. There are many adversaries towards the gospel. In Ephesians says so we, we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities. So if you are taking soul winning like any other thing, it can never make impact. Your words that you speak to people is able to command power over their lives because you pray to break every bands of the wicked one over their lives. In, in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verses 4, if the gospel is hidden, it is hidden because the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. So there are veils upon their minds. There are strongholds in the minds of the lost. So to make impact in the area of soul winning, prayers must go into the issue of soul winning. You must be prepared on the altar of prayer. And through that you are able to remove every veil upon their minds. Also, on the altar of prayer, as we prepare on the altar of prayer, the spirit of the Lord is released for empowerment. The spirit of the Lord is released for empowerment. In Luke chapter 11 verses 13. If ye then being evil know how to give good gifts unto your children. How much more shall your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him. And then in Zechariah chapter 10 verses 1. Zechariah chapter 10 verses 1. It says that ask ye of the Lord reign in the time of the latter rain. So the Lord shall make bright clouds and give them showers of rain to every one grass in the field. Hallelujah. So there is the release of the Spirit of God on the altar of prayer. When we ask God to release the outpouring of the spirit he said he will release and pour them unto us and in the area of soul winning we need the help of the spirit in soul winning because the impact is not according to your enticing words the impact is in the conviction 
of the Holy Spirit. So never think that your, 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 your words are too powerful to convince or convert. The power of conviction is with the Holy Spirit. That is why those people who prepare on the altar of prayer in soul winning don't even have to say so many words for people's heart to be pricked. Hallelujah. Because on the altar of prayer, as we prepare, there is the outpouring of the Spirit of God. And the ultimate reason for the outpouring of the Spirit of God is for us to reach out to the lost. In Acts chapter 1 verses 8, he said, You shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto both unto me both in Jerusalem, in all Judea, and in Samaria, and unto the outermost part of the earth. So you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. How do you receive that power? You receive it on the altar of prayer. So God told them, Jesus told them, do not move and eat. Tarry ye here. And when the Holy Ghost has come upon you, you shall be my witnesses. So the primary aim of the outpouring of the Spirit of God is for us to reach out to the lost. That is why we need the help of the Holy Spirit. In the book of Acts, the Holy Spirit do not only energize our spirit for evangelism, but He also guides us to where the harvest is. So you need the help of the Holy Spirit. One, for empowerment. Two, for Him to show you where the harvest is and for him to also help you to convict the heart of the lost and the holy spirit is released upon us on the altar of prayer we can find that in acts chapter 2 verses 1 chapter 2 verses 4 and then chapter 2 verses 32 so on the altar of prayer we receive the holy spirit there are so many testimonies about people who in the area of soul winning by their full preparation on the altar of prayer when people pass by them sinners they experience the conviction of the Holy Spirit it is not in too much words Paul said our, our, our preaching was not with enticing words of men but with a demonstration of the power of God so it is the pricking of the hearts of the people by the Holy Spirit that makes a change. It is said about people like Charles Finney. Before they will go to a country or a, a, a city for evangelism, for a crusade. There are people who will go there one year, two years. All praying on the land to break every hold of the devil. To make sure that there is the outpouring of the Spirit of God. For people's heart to be pricked. It is said about chastening. That in, in a certain area. That, there were, they, that used to be a place for criminals. They, they, had this beer, they have this beer bar there. And he said one time. He went to that place to preach. And the manager said. We don't preach here. 
Then he said to the manager, I give you two weeks. This place will be closed down. And according to the story, he went to the house on his knees, on the altar of prayer, and prayed and prayed and prayed. And to the glory of God, they said that place has now been turned into a church. So, we can't make impact if you are not prepared on the altar of prayer for soul winning. If you just carry your Bible, you are just, you have not prayed, you are not prepared on the altar of prayer, you are going to speak to the Lord. They will hear your word, but the word will not bear much fruit until there is the outpouring of the Spirit. There is no fruitfulness. Isaiah chapter 32 verses 15. Hallelujah. So the outpouring of the spirit helps us it brings conviction it also in the outpouring impacts boldness and zeal because we saw that in the acts in the book of acts in the life of peter after they they prayed and there was the outpouring of the spirit the people were filled with boldness to speak god's word and then he the holy spirit when he also comes he also directs us to where the harvest is. We saw that in the life of Philip. Where the spirit of the Lord directed him to a place to meet the Ethiopian Enoch. Hallelujah. So on the altar of prayer, as we prepare, we receive the outpouring of the spirit of God for greater impact. Again, on the altar of prayer, the harvest that is wasting is preserved. On the altar of prayer, the harvest that is wasting is preserved. In Acts, in, in Psalm 2 verses 8, he said, Ask of me, and I will give you the hidden as an inheritance. God will not do anything on earth except prayers go up to heaven. Hallelujah. So until someone is ready to stand in the gap to pray, the harvest will waste. So on the altar of prayer, he said, pray ye that the Lord of the harvest will send in more laborers. So on the altar of prayer, the harvest is preserved by God sending in more laborers. Men of influence are sent into the, the field so that so many people will come to Christ. The other time, pastor said, the reason why God will lift you up is not for your selfish gain. It is for you to be a laborer. It's for you to be a man of influence. I, I realized that in this, our brother's life, uh, Medis, because he's a school prefect, an influential person, he's able to bring a lot of the students to church. We went to uh, New Takradi to have evangelism. This lady who has been coming, is it Gifty or Christy? This lady was doing this and that. 
But when we said your school preferred to bring you to church, somebody who has influence of over here, a laborer, by that, that lady has now become committed. So, God raises up laborers on the altar of our prayers so that the believer or believers will move up to areas of influence so that they can bring a lot of people to God and preserve the harvest. If you are a manager of thousand people, you are paying them well. One Sunday you can command, we are all going to church. Hallelujah. And they will follow you. That is what the, the, the preparation of prayer can do. There are certain people that you cannot reach. There are some people you are praying for that, that you are speaking to for them to be saved. But they are not hearing your word because you, you don't have influence over them. But when you prepare yourself on the altar of prayer, God is able to release an influential person whom when they speak, they will hear. Hallelujah. So the preparation of prayer in soul winning is very, very vital. And as I end with that one, we are encouraged to witness everywhere. But I've seen that targeted soul winning is very, very effective. Where you target somebody, you target a family, you target a place. And then you prepare yourself on the altar of prayer. Pray and destroy every veil upon their mind. You pray for the outpouring of the spirit to break their heart. That is able to make a lot of impact in their lives. Because your soul must be established. And that brings us to the next point, which I won't talk much on because we have them in our newsletters. How you are supposed to pray in your preparation on the altar of prayer. That is the prayer of sustainable growth. You pray and ask for the harvest. You pray for the Holy Spirit to break their hearts. You pray for the sound of the Spirit of God to blow them everywhere into God's house. You pray and release angels that everywhere they are, angels will compel them to come. Hallelujah. You pray that signs and wonders will be wrought. And as signs and wonders are wrought, God will bring them. We have all those prayers in our newsletters. That is how you should go about your preparation. Every day, if you want to make impact in the lives of souls, you must be prepared on the altar of prayer. In your devotion, you pray to God, Lord, direct me to where the harvest is. Lord, everywhere I preach your word, let your word have a free course. That is how you can make impact in your daily work with God when it comes to soul winning. Hallelujah. So you are prepared on the altar of prayer. You are strengthened by the Spirit. I remember there was uh, this pastor who used to uh, work with Reverend Eastwood in Kumase. We used to work with him. 
And when he started his ministry, one time we were going to evangelism with him at the station. Before we go, we pray at the station. He just greeted one woman. I don't know what the lady was thinking, whether she thought that she was coming to propose. She made her face like this, something. Then the man of God just said, Jesus loves you. And then we went away. When we moved about three, four steps, the lady called us again and said, what did you say? And that gave us the opportunity to speak God's word to her. And she became a member of that church. So the point that I'm making is that when we are prepared on the altar of prayer, it's not too much words. God loves you. Jesus came to die for you. Hallelujah. It is enough to break the heart of somebody. So on the altar of prayer, we see all these things. And then finally, the next preparation is the preparation of our lives. Preparation of our lives. If your message will gain impact, you must be a believer who has Christ in you and then walking like Christ. One of the potent tools in soul winning is our lives. In our workplaces, in our schools, everywhere we find ourselves, our lives talk more than the message that we preach. There are so many people here that so many people have followed you to church because of the way you have behaved yourself. In 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 the book of Acts, the people followed the disciples. Because they, they called them Christians because they saw that they were living their lives like Christ. If you are living your life like this, like that, you can never make impact in the life of the lost. So, our lives too must be on course. We must stand in the place of holiness and righteousness. It is very, very key because I realize that in the life of the apostles and then Paul, one of the things that enabled them to make impact was the preparation of their lives spiritually. They were people that fear God, that Christ was living through their lives. That is how you can make impact. You can't be a thief and go and tell a thief to stop stealing. It will never make impact. Hallelujah. So our lives, we must also prepare, strive to live holy and then righteous. In First Timothy, about the lives of the apostles, First Thessalonians 2.10. 1 Thessalonians 2.10, he said that,
He said that ye are witnesses and God also how holily and justly and unblameably we behaved ourselves among you that believed. Hallelujah. So they had their lives on course. So the gospel was able to make impact. We can also read 2 Corinthians chapter 7 verses 2. 1 Thessalonians chapter 1 verses 5. Second Thessalonians chapter 3 verses 7. And then Acts chapter 11 verses 26. So I want to conclude by saying that the effective communication of the gospel is seen in the attitude of the soul winner and then in his prayer life. I pray that God will always help us and baptize us with the spirit of holiness and the spirit of prayer, supplication, so that we can always be prepared in season and out of season to win a lot of people to God. Hallelujah. Shall we please be on our feet?